0: Hey, welcome back and thanks for tuning in to Back to Business, your favorite podcast to listen to about business insights, digital marketing trends, personal experiences, and tips and tricks. Today, I am joined with the creative director of Herbat, Amir, Hey guys, and we'll be talking about ad buy and why it's important to invest in them. So, so far, what I understand is that another alternative to ad buy is media buy. It's the same term, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much
0: through media buy, you find your customers online and reach out to website for pricing on the types of offer they have. Oftentimes, this website would offer you like a placement for you to place banner ads, ads on posts, sponsored posts, and email newsletter. Is ad buy worth it?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I would say the more you spend, the better your results because you it's like paying for a billboard, mm-hmm. except now the billboard can be everywhere um to anyone. So uh first you're paying for like uh, the agency fee that that's what you're paying for targeting and whatnot. But add buy allows you to control the scale of the operation. Um the larger your ad buy the longer you can run your ads the longer you can do testing more testing you can mm-hmm. do more ads you can do um for instance our past client they would run like an ad monthly it's a university mm-hmm. they would run um, every month there's a different ad um, based on their courses and then uh, one of our current clients they are running uh, ads for multiple countries and regions across the globe um, and that would cost them about like six figures uh, overall for ad buy but it can also cost you as low as like 2000 for one month um, mm-hmm. for like a decent amount of results. So I guess you can consider boosting money ad buy as well. For boosting, you kind of get... I'm not saying boosting is bad, but like the results that you get from boosting a post and an ad is uh, two different things. I, I think ads are better. Uh,
0: what's the difference between boosting a post and doing ads and buying ads?
1: Uh, if you're boosting a post the the metrics that you apply it to is much simpler like you're just gonna target like a basic set of people and then the reach that you get from it is also like twenty thousand for fifty bucks or forty bucks um, maybe even more if the content is good but um, if you're doing ads you can uh, you can really uh, utilize 100% your marketing capabilities. Um, okay, one thing, uh, one important thing when you're doing ads, you get really valuable data, like who's interacted with your ad, who has um, visited your website, stuff like that. And this data, you can use use it to retarget your audience. Like if someone, like they, they're at your store and then they add some products to the cart, but they forget to, like, purchase it or they're busy, they need some time to think, you can re- retarget ads specifically for them um, based on their behavior. And besides that, um, you also have more control in how you spend your money. If boosting, it's it's just like a flat rate. And then, duh. but for for if you're doing ads, you can actually select certain limits or you can um, tweak the budget over the co- the timeline of your ad. You can actually um, increase or decrease it or like let Facebook decide which uh, ad has better potential to for, my, for the money to be spent on. What else? Um, ads, you can also... Oh yeah, so if you're doing ads, you also have more options on what kind of ad that you want. It's not just uh, impressions and reach or engagement. There's also lead generation. There's also for your e-commerce. You want to do newsletters, stuff like that. Um, It's much better. And I think lastly, boosting, you're just doing it from your Facebook account. But when you're running ads, you're doing it on Facebook Business Manager. Um, And you have to set up an ad account for that.
0: So when we talk about media buying ad buy it involves the planning right so so simultaneously when you do ad buy you need to plan out how you want Mm. to do these ads so that involves a strategy yeah and then the whole process is aimed to help a business and brands to connect with prospects and customers as they move through the four stages of of this four stages of the buyer journey Mm -hmm. so can we do a walkthrough on the media buying journey like this the funnel of it the top funnel is... First, um, we attract them.
1: If you're dealing with SMEs, what's going to happen is... They just give you like... Uh, the budget for the service. And then like when you ask for the ad buy... It's um Huh? Like... that's cool not to No, mm. that's they, cool. They think... Okay, one common misconception that people have with ad buy is... They think it's boosting money. You do it but... for three days. You do it for three days and instant results. But no ads have a lot of potential, and you have to nurture it for like a week or at least a month for the best results. And it's gonna be much more worth it than boosting. So that being said, so yeah, it... you would mm-hmm. have to you would have to follow this um, funnel that you said. But it's common sense, lah. Like before you are spending a large amount of money. Um, this ties down back to the controls that I mentioned before like we can target yeah. we can target more people like, more specific people so you have to do some research lah like who's your target audience uh, and how does their behaviour impact your conversion um, and how does that impact how you close the deal I would say if you're planning to run ads just make sure you have uh, there's an extra budget required to it, like it's not, it's it's different than boosting. It's not boosting.
0: Would you say that running ads can be done by your own or you need some expert to come in and help you out?
1: Yeah. Okay. On the surface level, uh, it really mm-hmm. looks like you can run it on your own. In fact, that's how I started back then. Um, but, I would, uh, and then you, you would have uh, these tutorials that people make and then you realize something's not working. Um, mm-hmm. Like Facebook is claiming something else; these people are claiming something else. But and you're following the the instructions, but you're not getting the same results. And turns out, you do need a bit of like extra know-how to operate the thing because there are, there's like certain unspoken rules when you're running these ads. Like um, you. It, at the end of the day, you are running ads based on the algorithm that Facebook uh, wants, that Facebook favors. Mm-hmm. So you cannot really do anything that you want. You need a know-how on what kind of ads that Facebook uh, accepts or bans. You need a know-how on... Uh, most importantly is this part, which is how Facebook manages your money on the ad, ad account. Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: Facebook... If you, if you if you don't know anything and then you just want to get started on um, running your own ads, um, Facebook makes it sound really pretty like oh don't worry, this is automatic we'll, we'll run this for you. All you need to do is a, just a simple click of the button. but you can you will realize that they are also draining your wallet quite fast when you do that. Mm-hmm. So with the proper know-how you can actually uh, beat the system. Um, trick Facebook into like not really screwing you over. So, so yeah, that's why it's important like your money. An agency can better have, uh, handle your fine, your ad buy compared to a random person.
0: So that means if you were to do it on your own, you need to do ample research before actually conducting your own ad buy. Yeah. So the quick, so the quickest way is to actually get help and if you're looking for one we're that agency that can help you yeah. out
1: <laughs> yeah uh, but if you want to do it for free I mean yourself yeah I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm not stopping you but I'm just saying the journey the journey <laughs> to like master it is just, uh takes some time it's not just reading you you have to Facebook wants you to test you need to do testing we call it a b testing yep. So, mm-hmm. rather than like what A/B testing is, for instance, uh, rather than you running one ad, um, you uh, A/B testing allows you to run multiple ads at the same time, and then you can see the data for yourself, which ad is performing for performing the best, and then you can uh, base your strategy around that particular ad, um, change your pricing based on that particular ad, um, and multiple having multiple ads also makes the cost lower for you as opposed to running Mm -hmm. one ad, actually. So, um, yeah, in the first few days, you might spend a bit more on multiple ads. But after the third day, um, you'll start to, like, get a clear direction and then you can start reducing spending a bit. This increase um, the cost for one ad set.
0: So, I was looking up online on smart media planning and buying and there was a case study. This case study was actually written by the founder of the media agency so this agency is called media agency mm-hmm. so this case so this case study is about um, an organic juice called suja which is partially owned by coca-cola so the issue that they were having was that they had challenging growth goals to reach and a modest budget to hit them with mm-hmm. so to say that they don't have enough they don't have a big budget but they still need to reach growth when you reach up Mm-hmm. So the savior being the agency, they work with um, media agency and the mission of this agency was to build and execute a smarter media plan that maximized every dollar without falling into the lower funnel trap. So after analyzing the challenge, they did three primary a strategic choice that involves number one, data, number two, creativity, and number three, personality. So with data, what they said was that they created a deeper target persona of their target segments of organic juice drinkers through syndicated research. So from this method, uh, they, they found out their specific target audience. They know who actually drinks the juice, who consumes them, which shop they go to to purchase the juice. The second one is creativity. So what they did was that they incorporated traditional media into the plan by creating the first living media plan. So what they did was that they um, took over LA's most busiest intersection and created an Instagram-worthy outdoor execution that can be seen over 9 million times. They called this the living social wall. So what's great about this method or creativity of it all is that people can actually interact with this uh, intersection of the brand that they're trying to sell and people will start sharing it on Instagram, which creates awareness. And for the personality of the brand, they just brought the brand personality to life based on this case study. What's the key takeaway you would give to, what's the key takeaway that you would give as an advice to brands out there who are still growing?
1: You mean like how, how do they, how do they uh, run their ads while saving money like that?
0: Yeah, like what what would you suggest them?
1: Okay. Um I would say uh okay. So the money being spent uh like I say is more on testing. So yeah, yeah but in theory if if you if you really know your audience really well, um, mm-hmm. you already have the data somehow and that data is not free. So I'm assuming in the past you've already spent to get that data through your business or through any any other means. Then yeah, you can reduce your, uh, reduce your budget. Um. Yeah, actually, that's pretty much it. So, um, that's why if if you are a new business, um, okay, here's the contradictory part that I didn't get this now because they are a new business, but somehow they are expected to have a good understanding of the Persona, kan? I feel like that is um, impossible, not impossible lah, but rare. From what you, you can see commonly is people who run organic content, successful organic mm-hmm. content. This is like uh, you know, people who do TikTok, influencers. Kan?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: if they have that kind of advantage, that their organic content is good, people already visit their profile, uh, people already know them without having to put any ads, then yeah, that's great. Then when when they do do ads, they don't need to worry about targeting because people already follow their account. Um, they can just post stuff something on their account and people will see. Or they can target people who don't follow them but they know about them. No, not really much of advice from me because I don't really get the scenario. <laughs> like like, like I, And okay, okay I fine Actual advice. I've been in. Um, oh, I've been in. I've worked with a lot of uh, small brands uh, mm-hmm. when I was freelancing back then, and when I was uh, in what to uh, at the companies, the not whether the client is big or small. One thing about clients is that there's never really enough time to run something. When they approach you, it's usually last minute, or you know, there's never proper planning. So, um the ideal situation is to have enough time to do testing right so if you're a new business you would most, mostly get this type of client where they just want results and then they don't want to wait for testing they just want to do um, I can tell you that you can yeah you can run your business like that but um, only for so long before you get really tired about it Because, so like you if, if you can please get used to the testing aspect of running your ads because it really helps you not, not like let's say that current client is, isn't good. And then you guys end up not working together, but at least you have the data from that running that business, you know, you know, um, more or less uh, about the persona and that's valuable. And you can use that for future clients that who are similar, you know, um, like, I cannot really tell you um how to make your business easier, but there are some common mistakes that people do that you can get rid of early on. Um, yeah. Like.
0: So, the whole thing is, is that if you want to conduct an ad buy, the number one thing you need to do is you need to have the budget for it. Even mm-hmm. if you have minimal, if you have a small budget, you need to work around the data and that still requires money. And that requires um, someone who is far more professional in the field itself, like an agency. <coughs> Her bet, per se, could help you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, another aspect is to also understand that when you want to conduct an ad buy, it takes time, right?
1: Yeah, Um but I wanted to mention something today. Um oh yeah, because there's there's no one strategy that fits all businesses. Like with each different business, there's all there's gonna be something that makes it unique about the strategy. So testing is meant to cater to that. You mm-hmm. cannot you cannot keep on reusing the same strategy over and over again. It doesn't work.
0: So, I guess the only way is to always be open to trying out new strategies. Even even what happens. But what happens if like, oh, this current strategy is really working with the brand right now. It really helps the brand. Should they they still be open to it or how?
1: No, if it works, it's going to work for like a set amount of time. And then... Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe after 2-3 months you notice that the results you're getting is going down slower something's happening and you don't know when so if you do mm-hmm. testing you have a clear picture like what works what doesn't work um, what to avoid stuff like that um, testing helps you navigate through these complications you have the answers that's why that's why we do our we have that uh, Google Doc with all the information what we do
0: so uh, I think like partly that I could get out of this is that oh it's also important to keep track of the data of you know your previous clients even if it didn't it, even if it didn't work out you still need to like keep track of those data because in the end it's gonna be a great future reference for other clients right so is there anything else that you would want to add do you have any case studies that you know of any brands.
1: Case studies, okay, if you look at McDonald's uh, ads on their Facebook account, you go to page transparency, yeah. and you, then you go to the ad library, you'll notice that they are running, like, the same ads. But, like, there's a bunch of them, like, maybe uh, five versions of the same ad. So, even, follow that. Like, they're not really targeting, they're not really relying on one ad targeting one person, targeting the same name. They have different requirements that they need. They have a, they're have not just targeting one group of people, they're targeting multiple groups of people. And they have the money to do it. And then that's why their sales are really great. McDonald's marketing is really great.
0: Wait, but like with ad buys, um, it's sort of the same young. when we went to Facebook where we need to conduct an ad, we were researching the longest ads that existed. So that means that existed and and also is still running. So that means that the ad is working, right? But then like, even though that there is like one ad that's still running to this day, you still need to do A-B testing. Because what if the other testing also gives out like even more results than the current one that you're running, if
1: okay, Business is not really something that simple. Like if not, everyone would have been rich already selling the same things. And yeah. There's always there's something um, happening in customer behavior. That you have to adapt to. Uh, like, like we talked about trends last week. And yeah, there's a lot of groups of people that you can target. That you don't understand. Uh, so testing is a... I guess it's a cheaper... Like if you're, if you're like back then really, really, really rich. You can just buy the data of some company. From uh, of a customer behavior from other people. And then you can implement that. But that's data is really, really expensive. A-B testing is a way you can do it costing you less money, I guess. It's still a lot, but like... Yeah, like... like um, A lot of things nowadays, they are... It's just methods of collecting data from people, but disguised as something. Because the reason why it's uh, so expensive is data is hard to get, especially nowadays with privacy thing. So that's why, mm-hmm. like... um, You would see those surveys online. Sometimes this is a random... Survey about like what kind of fruit are you, your pineapple. But like they're actually <laughs> yeah. collecting your behavior, they're collecting your email, your name, like even some apps, like you know, Face app. Face, yes. yeah, yeah, like, every time you do, deep, that,
0: deep, deep app. What's it called?
1: Uh, it's Face app. So the AI changes your face and face stuff. App. So the AI gets to keep uh, your face and it, it learns from that. And um, apa, It just collects data lah About you Like if, if the app Is asking for permission To use your camera Yeah so like it, It's gonna use that It's not gonna like Oh don't worry We're just gonna use this To help you take pic- pictures <laughs> yeah. Like they, they get something out of it Like Especially if the app is free So mm-hmm. the app is free If it's free it, it, um, It's probably like If it doesn't run ads Then it's it's a platform to get data out of you. Ooh. yeah, scary. Yeah,
0: yeah, reminds me of the social dilemma. Uh, it's a uh, Netflix when documentaries, a uh, documentary. Yeah, you should watch it, mm-hmm. it's a good one. If you watch, uh, if you're on the platform, like how Facebook is like suggesting sending you notifications or Instagram or any of the social platforms sending you notification about, hey, this person just tweeted or check out the latest insights uh, or this person just posted this and this for a very long time uh, after a very long time of not posting. it is actually like a tactic for you to actually be on the platform. And also another thing is that Suggestions If YouTube suggests you to watch this Or Spotify made a playlist for you uh, It's based on collecting your data On what you're listening to mm-hmm. And it's also like a way for you to stay on the app longer yeah. And you know It sort of like resulted to something That can be very depressive as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: This is uh, this is coming from The people behind the app itself
1: oh, What did they say? Why are they complaining?
0: They said yeah, that they're complaining like because it's it's dangerous to it's actually d- they're like doing everything that they can to use people and it comes to a point like they themselves and create this thing is also because the whole point is to create people to be on the app again but mm-hmm. at the same time it fired back to them pun they addicted to the app to a point they like lost touch of reality mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: everything we do we just want to be on the app and that's a problem so they like sort of like if is like pushing us a message trying to say that if you in it to like to top every notification that you can and don't watch any suggested YouTube videos on it or, or like all that kind of stuff. So but you sort of like uh, encourage them to do more of what's going on right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it can be detrimental in the long run now. But that's just a synopsis of how that whole documentary is, which resulted to me shut it, shutting down all of my notifications <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like scared. Except for like the important one, the primary ones, I still have it open, like uh-huh. messages and all that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You should watch it. Should watch that. You should, yeah, watch, I'll,
1: that. I'll you should it. watch
0: the. I'll give you to watch. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. We hope that today's podcast has given you great insights on media planning. And if you ever feel like it's just difficult to do it on your own and need an, and you need an expert to help you out, you can email us at hello at weareherbet.com and feel free to visit our Instagram and Facebook at WeAreHerBet. Do check our website at www.weareherbet.com to get free tips and tricks on digital marketing. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.